Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, welcome to this Naked Scientist special edition podcast. I'm Chris Smith. Earlier this week, researchers at Cambridge University announced the discovery of a new way to attack an important bacterial superbug. Pseudomonas aeruginosa accounts for about 6% of all hospital-acquired infections, and it can be very hard to treat, particularly for patients with lung diseases like cystic fibrosis. This new research, which is published in the Royal Society journal Open Biology, shows that the bacterium alters its behaviour, becoming much more aggressive in low oxygen conditions like those encountered inside diseased lungs. Targeting the molecular switch that bugs use to activate this increased virulence might open the door to a range of new ways to combat these sorts of infections. Ben Valsler went to meet the man behind the breakthrough, Martin Welsh. Well, Pseudomonas aeruginosa is a, a nasty opportunistic human pathogen and it's particularly dreaded by clinicians because it's resistant to a whole spectrum of antibiotics. And we're particularly interested in it from the perspective that it, it causes a lot of problems for people with an inherited genetic disease called cystic fibrosis. Now, although cystic fibrosis, or CF, is an inherited disease, a lot of patients with CF often succumb to infections caused or associated with Pseudomonas aeruginosa. It's been known for some time now that Pseudomonas living inside a CF lung, for about the last 150 years, you can argue that microbiologists have been investigating the wrong thing. We've been looking at colonies growing on agar plates. But over the last 20 or 30 years, it's become increasingly clear that most bacteria spend most of their time not in those very simplistic growth modes, but living attached to solid surfaces. So inside the lung, these pseudomonas exist as small, what we call biofilm-like assemblages. That's bad news for the CF uh, individual because these biofilms are, in addition to to the organism per se being very antibiotic-resistant, the biofilms multiply that resistance many-fold. So people with cystic fibrosis have these chronic long-term infections with pseudomonas aeruginosa. So this bacterium, its infection causes problems for a number of reasons. Partly, you can't get rid of it with normal antibiotics, and partly just because of the structure it forms, this biofilm, which physically damages the lung and physically stops the lung from doing its job. We don't actually know whether the formation of the biofilm physically damages the lung. We know that most of the lung damage comes as a consequence of the host immune response to the presence of all these bacteria. The host can't clear these bacteria, but it's on hyperimmune, uh, uh, hyperinflammation response. Now, during uh, the course of looking into these, the virulence factors that, that underpin or cause these infections, we came across something called the type 3 secretion machinery, which resembles a molecular hypodermic syringe. It injects toxins directly into host cells. So we got interested in what regulates type 3 secretion in bacterial biofilms and we found a close link between the absence of oxygen inside the biofilm when the cells are packed very closely together they're they're oxygen limited this is important because inside the cystic fibrosis lung we know that it's an oxygen limited environment 
So when the levels of oxygen drop, what physically happens to the bacterium? How does it change? Its metabolic pathways rewire. Carbon metabolism starts to get rerouted. Instead of burning, oxidising carbon in something called the citric acid cycle, you redirect the carbon skeletons so they're not oxidised and use those, that redirected carbon to do other things. You build cell walls, for example, with it, and so on and so forth. In order to do this, you've got a metabolic branch point, a crucial kind of uh, a, a, a crossroads, metabolic crossroads, that involves this particular enzyme that we've identified as being important, isocitrate lyase. Now, isocitrate lyase is only turned on in the absence of oxygen. It's only expressed as an enzyme in the absence of oxygen. So this is where we think that the oxygen sensing actually is. When this pathway is turned on, you also get type 3 secretion. This particular pathway is found in almost all bacteria, and we know in many other bacteria that it also controls virulence, not necessarily via the same mechanism and not necessarily the type 3 secretion pathway, but it does seem ancestrally that this particular little enzyme, this particular metabolic branch point, has been recognised, as it were, in evolution uh, as being particularly important, and many cells seem to use it. So knowing about this mechanism, does that now give us targets that we could potentially use to develop new drugs, try and stop this pathway and stop it changing its structure and forming its hypodermic needle that it uses to inject toxins? That's a very good point, and that's something we're chasing after. One of the big problems in the clinic at the moment is through the overuse and abuse of conventional antibiotics, they're losing their efficiency. The bacteria are becoming increasingly resistant to many of the antibiotics that are out there. So we urgently need to find new ways of combating bacteria. And one suggestion is we move towards a new mechanism of so-called smart antibiotics that target uh, specific mechanisms such as those involved in virulence. And this would be a good target to investigate with regard to that. Martin Welsh from the Department of Biochemistry at Cambridge University. He was speaking with Ben Valsler.